What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, this is not like a warning. Proceed with caution. Um, before you listen to this episode, but I just want to talk to you guys and and just really like be upfront about things that have happened. Um, and not just with me, but with my friends who have these types of things. Black families are often separated um, because there's no, the dad does not step up to the plate. Um, it's not to say that's the only situation that has happened, but within my friend group, we have what is known as a um, absentee parent or a deadbeat dad or so or whatever term it is that people go by. Um, and my friends group have suffered a lot because we don't have our, our fathers in our lives and we don't have a connection with our father's side of the families. Um, it isn't until we are adults where we can make that decision to reach out to people and we could really um, navigate it for ourselves because at a young age, trying to navigate this is very hurtful. Um, you're going to hear me and Michelle, my amazing co-host guest for the for the episode, you're going to hear us open up about some things that has happened with our family and take everything that we said and I don't want to say apply it to your life, but test the waters and allow this to be... Allow the the laughter and the the sh- energy in our relationship to encourage you to go and reach out to that cousin or sister from your dad's side of the family. Um, I've shared with you guys before. I do not have a relationship with my dad. I do not have a relationship with his side of the family. But my uncle Michael and his amazing family, which Michelle is his daughter, um, we have a really good relationship, and I appreciate um, Michelle, Uncle Michael, Aunt Roberta, Malachi, and Michael Jr. Um, for really um it welcoming with open arms once we were adults and able to circle back um thank you michelle for listening to this is one of the first times i've ever talked to michelle about anything that's happened to me as a kid so thank you for listening to this and and listening to me during this and just really hearing me out um and i did the same for her i didn't realize some of the same feelings that i had she also had um this is also for people who just sit down and let things happen I would never want anyone to feel the way I felt as a child going to my dad's house or interacting with my dad's side of the family. Please listen to this and take heed. Um, obviously, this isn't going to be like everyone's situation, but understand that like this type of shit is happening. These feelings that we're feeling as children happen, and we were, like we said, five, six, seven, eight years old dealing with this and not knowing how to deal with it. You never know how the next child may feel. Um, I do have siblings and their dads are not part of their lives. And I am always saying to my mom, like, maybe you should try this. Because as a child who was, who had, as a child who was, who was in their shoes, like, I can kind of give my mom advice on that. My mom had, had it, she, had, she was blessed. She had both her parents in the household. And when her father passed away, she did have someone who stepped up to the plate to make sure she was good. Um, and that's not all black homes. Sometimes when the dad disappears out of the kid's life, that is the only father figure that they would have had. And they don't have anyone. Um, I appreciate every black man who is taking care of their kid. I appreciate every black man who is making sure that somebody else's kid is taken care of. We appreciate y'all. Um, it's not to say that we don't appreciate the other ones, but we appreciate y'all so much. Shout out to my grandfather. God rest his soul. He was my number one man. Um, my father broke my heart, but my grandfather repaired it. And I appreciate that so much for him. Stepping up to the plate and making sure that I was good. Shout out to the men in my life that have children. Shout out to Tariq. Um, amazing dad. Shout out to Kev. Amazing dad. Enjoy the episode. Um, but we about to get into the nitty gritty. But before we jump into it, welcome, Michelle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about you and what you got going on. Okay. So, um, 
working on a lot right now. Um, the first thing is I actually started my own business within like the last two years. So um, that is called Lyini Aromatherapy and Body Care. Um, so basically what that revolves around is like spiritual health, mental health, and just good fragrances to relax to. Um, so right now we have candles, soap, and uh, like beaded jewelry. So that's what we're starting off with. Um, and then on the side of that, um, I started like a girl group um, for mental health, spiritual health also. Um, and, and the main group is called Journal Journeys, um, but the subgroup is called The Girl Journal. Um, so that's basically just a safe space for girls in my, you know, my life to come together and just kind of talk. We talk about everything, really. <laughs> from- I love that. We need to have a girl yes. journal, black girl tea collab moment. I, yes. <laughs> I would love to collab. How did you get into the aromatherapy things of that sort? So that actually was something that my mom used to do with us a lot when we were kids. Um, like bath time, she would have candles and oils and Florida water and that would just be our time to like relax at the end of the day. Um, she used to like burn incense all the time, like the little incense yeah. cones, the um, like the resin and stuff like that. So that was just always a big part of growing up and I always loved it. Like I love natural fragrances. Um, so I just decided to get into it, learn a little bit about making it myself. And I was like, well, they smell good, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sell them. <laughs> Bro, I, I... The bracelets that you sent me are no longer bracelets for me. Um, Lola has... My she cat has taken... She destroyed two <laughs> out of the three. I came home and, like, what happens is if I'm not home when something gets here, my mom throws it on the bed. Like, the, like here's your mail. Boom. And... Oh, the first day, I'm like, oh, my braces came. My ankles came, actually. I'm like, mad excited. I put one on, and I left the other two in the pack on the bed. I came back. Lola had one around her neck. And I was like, uh. what? <laughs> and I would try to take off of her, but she would attack me. So I'm like, yeah, you just, I'm going to let you be great. This is your pop of color. You and then good one girl. day, I came home, and it was beads everywhere. And I only have the one that is on my ankle. Like, no. Not learn have it. Like, Lola, you could go ahead and be great. So, I, just, <laughs> I have one left out of the three that I got, but I do love mine. And it was the one that I was like, you can just do whatever you want to do. That's the one that I was able to keep. <laughs> I was like, she was like, give me this. I like this. This goes nice to my fur. Uh-huh. I like this one. I was so annoyed. I was like, bro, why is this cat? <laughs> But to get into this episode, well, me and Michelle are cousins on the Gary side, and our father. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even start. She's dying. Why are you laughing? Oh, it's just so interesting. Like. 
knowing that you're related to people is already weird. <laughs> and then knowing that our dads are brothers is like who yeah, was the two problem? Totally different people. <laughs> yes. Two, and like, so both of us have siblings. Obviously, you see like you could look at your brother or your sibling in general and be like, oh, like we share that trait. Right. And when people see y'all on the outside, they could be like, y'all share that trait. From beyond looks, like if we laugh a certain way or do something, you're like, yeah, those are siblings. My dad and her dad, night and day. Like her dad is week one, my dad is week two. It is total <laughs> opposite. <laughs> and it's not the bad thing, but like total opposite. Um, I will be very honest and say that I have no recollection of any memories from childhood with Michelle except our horrible family photo. That's the best, <laughs> the best picture ever. <laughs> That's that was literally before, like before we reconnected. That was the last time I remember ever seeing you guys. It was so weird. <laughs> like, damn. I don't even know how old I was in that picture. I was probably like seven or eight, maybe. Because I, I don't know, but I remember. Like, what I do remember of that age and like being around my dad's side of the family. Um, Michelle and her siblings would rarely come over, mm-hmm. and I would be there in that house, miserable as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I used to just laugh. Like, I used to be so okay. I I don't know, and this is something that I say even now as an adult. I don't know what happened with my parents. Um, I don't want to know what happened, but I felt like when I was home with my mom, my mom it was like unconditional love. Like my mom loved me. She had her ways, just like other parents have their ways. But when I went to my dad's house, it was like I was being punished for whatever happened with him and my mom. <laughs> and I would be like, bro, like, I would get treated different. And I say this all the time. I don't care. Like, I got treated differently. And at a young age, I felt like I got treated differently because um, what my mom would allow and wouldn't allow when it came to his mother. Um, and my mom was very, my mom worked hard for everything she had. And it's not to say that they didn't, but like my mom was the, went to work, came home and did my hair. And is that Cassius acting crazy? <laughs> he just jumped um, in the box. He was like. Um, like my mom would, like my mom just didn't allow them to control things in her life when it came to me. And I was realizing that my other sister's mom, it was a free for all. And because there was that boundary there, it was like I was almost getting punished for there being a boundary. Um, I didn't like things a certain way as as many people. My friends know, if you go out with me right now, just this weekend that just passed, I went with, I was with Dom. I didn't feel good. I went to sleep and Dom went and got me breakfast. Now, normally, normal people, when they go get breakfast, they'll get a bagel. And when you get the bagel, you get cream cheese, jelly, butter, the norms. I'm sitting, I'm finally up eating food, and Dom says to me, you're not going to put nothing on that, that bagel? And I'm sitting there chomping away. She's like, you eating a plain bagel? I was like, yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice and soft, too. She was, but she was like, 
not gonna no butter no, nothing just straight bagel just straight bagel and I was I loved it I was in I was in heaven <laughs> but like as an adult we're like that's weird but when you see a kid doing that you you be like if you don't put some butter on that put some fucking butter on that or you're supposed to put butter and I will say you don't eat it like that yeah <laughs> there's a, there's a, if I see a kid with a bagel I'm gonna be like put some butter on that or I but it's also the let me help you put the butter on it yeah. or if it's like you should put butter on that and the rebuttal is I don't like butter on my bagels it's like a okay <laughs> I was like an outcast for not wanting butter on a bagel and I felt those things as a child and I'm like I don't want to be over there when Michelle I, I would do it was a whole nother person from both the adults that were there my dad and his mom <laughs> whole nother person <laughs> This you are not this person. And then I was like, bro, like as I got older and would hear and would learn different things of like colorism. Like Michelle and her siblings are of lighter skin tone than me. The sibling that I would always be there with is of a lighter skin tone. And they all got treated in a better way. And I would say those things to my mom and my mom. Like, obviously, as a mom, you don't ever want your kid to feel like that. So it became like, okay, well, you don't have to go over there. Don't worry about it. Other things escalated, and we ain't going to go into that in this episode. But, like, I ended up not having to ever go back. <laughs> thank, thank God. But it was just like, damn, like, I, I have a friend whose father and mom are not on the, the best terms. But he's still a father to his daughter. Yeah. And as a kid, I seen him be a father to his daughter on the worst terms with her mother. My dad was not that. There were excuses being made for my dad. I was just like in a corner of the world. Like, what the fuck? My dad don't love me. But I would see him with his light-skinned children. And it would just be like, sir. I remember for a while, like, like, like we, you say, we never really came over there. So it was like, when we did see the rest of the cousins, it was just like, hey. <laughs> like we right. might sit down and play, we'll talk, and just be like, all right, where's you, my house? Like, all right. But like, I actually, for a while, never knew. I don't think I remember your mom, like, until we started talking. Right. I remember, was uh, Chantel? I remember her. And I would just be like, okay, so that's like everybody's mom. <laughs> but like, like, I never but asked it, questions. It, and people who knew me at that age would be like, yo, like, huh? But and the reason why I felt like it was colorism in, in the aspect of things was because Chantel and Janelle, just so funny. I don't even know who that rock. is. That's Michaela's that. <laughs> <laughs> mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> those two women look nothing like my mom my mom is a brown skinned woman cute AF right (laughs) they're they're and I would never want my mom to have stayed with my dad because lord knows that we would all probably be dead because who knows what that would have looked like. <laughs> but like, um, it's like, damn, like you're, again, your light-skinned children with their light-skinned mothers are getting treated differently than me. Yeah. You're bending over backwards to make sure that your light-skinned children have, but you're not doing that with me. A lot of people didn't even realize that like, 
me and Michaela had different mothers until it was like, uh, Naomi is not in the picture anymore. <laughs> what is happening? I sure didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> not a clue. But it just also just didn't, it didn't feel good. Like, bro, I'm this seven-year-old who's being made an outcast because of somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And now I'm like, I got cousins and we are all, we're all naturally awkward in our own way. But like, <laughs> to be naturally awkward in an awkward situation is awkward as fuck. Like, Cause you can't look we... to the adults. Like, okay. When y'all would come over, it's like, do we play with them? Do we? <laughs> like, I don't remember. They're like, we used to all just kind of sit on the couch like, I'm cool not playing. I remember we would, there would be a time where like we would sit on the couch and everyone would Yes Like like they face that <laughs> Those little African yes. <laughs> Malachi Malachi would start to play with those and he would get in trouble and that's that would would force us to go be children. Like Let's go. Yeah, and play with the little McDonald's food. register. Yeah, bro. We were, <laughs> we were like kids. It was like okay, Malachi, Michael, Michelle, me, Michaela. It was five of us for a good amount of time until it became six. And I don't even think y'all were here when it became six of us. I can't remember. Nope. But in we would it would be five freaking toddlers because we were all from <laughs> no one. Michael was the oldest. And I want to say he was like 10. So if he was yeah. 10, you were like five, maybe? Yep, he's what, four, four years older than me? So, yeah, like. Five, yeah, six. if he was nine, 10, you were five, six, something like that. But we were all back to back in age. <laughs> How are you sending five children up there to play in a room with a king size bed with no playground? <laughs> <laughs> when you would go upstairs you would have one kid sitting, sitting on the floor <laughs> going on the edge of the bed there was, there was barely any room on the bed because it was shit all over the place <laughs> Whoa. Like, we had no opportunity to be kids and then when we would go outside it would be like this is Michaela's bike don't touch her bike. I remember I was so sad. Like, how come I don't have a bike over here? Like, <laughs> like, but it's crazy because it's like she was the golden grandchild. And I'm not trying to be rude. Like, God bless her soul, whatever's going on with her in her life. But like, she was the golden grandchild. She got whatever support her mother needed. And thank God for my grandparents. But my mom did it by herself. And I got treated differently. It was, it's, even to this day, it's evident. I have zero kids. I get zero support. I don't even get a good morning text message. But she, her pictures are getting shared. Her, what she does in her life is getting, like, implemented and talked about and put on a, on a pedestal. But my success is just as me going to school and getting a degree and doing the things that I'm doing and starting a podcast and starting a business is just as important as her having her kids. Yeah. Where is that support? Where is that village whatever you want to call it yeah it's, it's but that's been we were kids 
and that's energy from the adults because we grown as fuck now mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone is of the legal age to, to talk back okay and I sure will but but I don't even remember I woke up one day and never seen my cousins ever again like y'all <laughs> y'all had moves and I don't even know what the fuck happened I remember it was so weird when we moved because like of course with school and everything like that it just was like oh okay like I gotta leave my friends like where am I going and then my mom would just be like well you know we can always come up to visit and I feel like for me that just made it be like oh yeah you're right you know like we just gotta get in the car (laughs) (laughs) but like Malachi was super depressed (laughs) he did not want to go and I'm like okay well like as we started getting closer to Maryland I was like oh my gosh all my cousins like nobody's gonna be down here with us like I don't know anybody that's gonna be in Maryland and just going and even from my cousins like from my mom's side of the family we didn't even really see them that much until we moved down here like they used to come see us all the time like when we were up there I don't even I feel like my mom used to babysit my little cousin so he was always there and it just was like the same thing like our family like me and my siblings never saw anybody like <laughs> and, and when we did time, it was I just really like, weird I, would, I remembered you guys very faintly like those are my cousins they all had dreads like that's <laughs> that's how I can remember y'all but like I always remembered Uncle Michael because Uncle Michael would always like reach out or like just to my he wasn't old enough for him to speak to me directly but he would always reach out to my mom and like ask if I was okay and then once I got on Facebook he would start to reach out to me directly and I'm like damn like I remember one day asking my mom like what the fuck happened to this <laughs> just up and left <laughs> and hang on like, oh, I think they live in Maryland or something and I'm like I don't know and then um, your mom had added me on Facebook and your mom was really like come and see us or something we love you and I'm like girl <laughs> Why y'all leave me up here? <laughs> good, take me. Right, like, damn, you couldn't make sure I was down there for the summer or something with my awkward cousins that I was also awkward with because we realized we weren't, we weren't the closest kids. Yeah. <laughs> we were just there. <laughs> All four of us were just there. Like, and I was, even now, I don't, well, she did, but I don't have a, <laughs> Stop. I didn't have a relationship with y'all's grandmother. I heard you say y'all's grandmother. I don't yeah. even remember like the times that we might have been at her house, like <laughs> just me and my siblings. It was the same deal. Like with you, like she would not be with us. She might go cook something. I remember one time she made us like macaroni and cheese with the little wheel noodles. I never remember that. I remember she used to, eat, she used to make that nasty ass cream of wheat. <laughs> she never made us cream of wheat. Yeah, well, you better be glad. It was <laughs> nasty. I just remember those noodles and like, we used to just kind of walk around like in circles in the house. Um, she let us play on the computer. I remember the little Captain Crunch game. 
<laughs> have to wait all day for it to load and then be like, yay! Then my mom's pulling up, like, come on, time to go. <laughs> I remember that. The little gumball machine. Yo, the gumball machine she used to make us use our own change for it. This- we used to break into it. We'd never put our money in there. Bro, but it was like... <laughs> at, it's like when I was there, she would watch me as if I was a thief. Like, <laughs> my ceiling from your house. <laughs> it's a gumball machine. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> ah, she never made me put no money. Made me put no money in there. I, I used to just unscrew the little top. With my quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Take some gumballs. Oh, girl. <laughs> Who are you? I just feel like, and I probably shouldn't compare, but the love I got from my grandma on my mom's side is not the love. I, have to, I don't have an experience of love from her. I remember when I was young, and I'm not going to lie to y'all, when I was, a, when I, was, I used to be a little, little bit of a badass, like, they used to call me and tell me that they were going to take me places. They were going to come and see me. And I guess this one time, <clears throat> my mom would be able to tell y'all the story better than I can. Maybe if my mom, if she comes home before I leave today, I'm going to have her record the story to tell y'all. <laughs> and I'm going to add it to this episode. I remember, well, I remember being told that there was one time I called them and I left a voicemail telling them that they were liars and that they were going to hell because they didn't pick me up. But I was, I used to sit and wait for them for hours. Like, I was that kid who, hey, we're going to come pick you up. Okay, I'm not going outside to play with my friends. I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. And I would wait for, I'm still waiting. Let what? me say that. I, like, we're going to go to see Disney on Ice. Okay. My mom would not get the tickets because in my head, I was going to see it with them. Never happened. Never happened. Even Aunt Romita shit, like... Aromita got us tickets to go see stuff and we're gonna go. We're gonna go do some Aromita. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then Aromita would see me in the grocery store, like, why you ain't come? They ain't pick me up. Like, yeah, hey. girl. I was like, we'll get there. <laughs> I got, like, I'm like nine years old. I can't get in the car and drive. It's different now. If I choose to meet y'all wherever y'all at, I'm gonna choose to meet y'all there. But like at that age, no. And I just felt super tell us also care for me i just felt like doing anything with that side of the family was just like i felt like it was very forced and i wasn't truly accepted yeah i i feel the same way i actually don't remember too much well i do remember like the transition between it being um grandma bernice yeah like she was a nice person. She was nice. The only reason why I feel like I was okay with being around her was because I was like, oh, like, that's my dad's grandma. Like, that's cute. So it was like, okay. Like, seeing the relationship between my dad and her just kind of made it easier to be there. But I did not like going to her house. I don't even have any memories of being there. I didn't see the backyard until... Uh, or remember seeing the backyard until um that ice cream social after the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't remember anybody's stuff. I don't remember. Anything. I didn't even like going to Bernice's <laughs> house was like we did that with y'all's grandmother. Like 
I didn't go. I just don't. I, I don't feel. There's nothing that's been done with that family that has made me feel included. Until having to be an adult and getting like reached out to from y'all. Right. And like Jessica, Jessica used to be my babysitter. She used to give me from the the bus stop. And like that was back in the day. Like it's like, like girl, I I love her. I think she's dope as hell. But like even some parts of that, like as a kid, it kind of felt forced. Like I felt like you, they put her up to, and I could be. I'm just saying how I felt in the moment in time. Like that connection and that those things that were happening there was like, let's just try to keep our our nose with this kid. Mm. We gotta keep some sort of a line of communication because she can't say that this family never loved her. Mm. And just because you tell me that you love me, don't mean that I feel loved by you. And I feel like that aspect of things was like that was missing from. So Jess, she got family, I'm proud of her, she married. We communicate now, but I felt like trying to communicate with her then, it just didn't feel genuine. And there got a point where I was like, Ma, I don't want to, I don't want to go over there no more. Like, yeah, it will always point. be like, oh, your grandmother's on the phone. What the hell is she calling you for? She don't call me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to say her, I'm Cassandra, our siblings, but like, in that moment, it just truly felt like y'all are only... I thought Aunt Cassandra probably had the best intention of like having me and Jessica interact with each other, but they're not realizing what's not being done when it came to Daryl and his mother. I don't. I, That's I don't still a whole nother. <laughs> I don't think that aspect of what they were not doing or what they were doing was something that people were, were understood, and it made it seem like I just didn't want to be bothered with them when all actuality, like that's a form of abuse. Yeah, they're probably just trying to compensate to be like, well, even though he wasn't really involved, like, she had her family still. But it's like, y'all, my thing is, a part of compensating for that is also letting him know that he need to grow the fuck up and be a grown ass man. Mm. You out here having kids and can't take care of them is nobody's fault. But you also play a point, like, if you are treating me like I'm a fucking outside kid, when I'm with you, why would I want to vibe with the rest of your family? Yeah, because all y'all gonna do the same thing. Right. So I was, mm-mm. But yeah. Even up until the funeral when she, when his mother died, I sat my ass on the other side of the church. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and it went to work after. Like, I didn't go to the repass. I didn't feel like, what was, what was I going for? I'm not grieving this person. Exactly. It's not like it's supposed to be a formal event. Like, it's literally if you want to go <laughs> to be in the comfort of other people while you are sad. Right. <laughs> We're all sad Everybody's for the like, same people, reason. <laughs> she called me and she was like, I just want you to know that, um, you know, your grandma's in the hospital. And she's in North Carolina? South Carolina? She's somewhere. She's in the South. She called up here to tell me that. And my own daddy called to say it. Like, it was just like, yeah, I'm good off that. I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't feel the need to. My mom asked if I wanted to go, and I said no, because I didn't feel the need to. And then at the funeral, like, what I'm sitting over there for? Mm-hmm. Um, Even with the funeral, like, I wasn't included in anything. I didn't feel like I needed to... What am I? What am I gonna be here and participate for? And then it was like, oh, you could have, you could have said something. You... I'm not trying to be rude. 
what the fuck would I what would I say at somebody's funeral that that I didn't feel care for me? <laughs> Thank you all for coming. <laughs> I'm so glad you could make it. <laughs> you all look lovely out there in your black. <laughs> what would I have said? I know that you like in the event of something like this, you know somebody's parent was gonna be there. You know my I came with my with my, my good sis, but like what are we supposed to do? Sit up there together and smile and wave? Yeah. Hi. I ain't see y'all in a long time. <laughs> like, huh? What? The and then whole... your dad had messaged me and was like, why are you not here? And I, I was just like, oh, I ended up going to work. And what I truly wanted to say to him was, I, w- I didn't feel comfortable being there. I didn't feel comfortable being at the funeral. Yeah. But at the funeral, I was sitting behind these ladies and I was like, how y'all knew her? <laughs> You know I love funerals. <laughs> How y'all know her? They was like, oh, we um, we used to work with her on the school bus. She was such a nice lady. Mm. That was a... Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. Like, what did you... What, I, what could I have said? And that was hurtful. Y'all have all these nice things to say about this woman? And I'm related to her. <laughs> she was so welcoming. She helped anybody who was in need. Grandmother, <laughs> please <laughs> give me the lineup. <laughs> like what? It was just—it was too much. It was too much. But even now, like you know, God rest her soul. He don't say nothing to me, and when he would say something to me, it would go from like, "Hey, I'm I'm checking on you." I would see him. And then it was, I remember one time this man gave me a gift card that was used by somebody else. Like it had like a couple dollars and some change. Like, you know, if I go to, if I go to Dunkin' Donuts and give you a gift card and there's $25 on there, it's $25 flat. No one ever gives you a, a gift card for $27.52. You swipe that a couple of times to get some change down there. It's always even, unless somebody tell me I'm wrong. I've never got a gift card that was $25.50. It's been $25, $100, $50. It's never in 52 cents. Like, Why I keep getting hand-me-downs? <laughs> Get me fresh money. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? He was and trying then, his best. Like, when he would be up, he would see me and, like, he would... <laughs> I used to work at Bare Minerals, right? There was a time he walked by, he seen I was at work. He he gets in his pocket, right? He puts a bill on earth and gives it to me. Appreciate you, sir. But like, you did that in front of all these people. When, yeah. When my mom needed $100 for shit, you couldn't give it to me. Or if I would be like, hey, I need money for this. Oh, y'all think that I'm a bank. No, sir. We, in fact, know that you're not a bank. Oh, you do have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Why is my mom going to work and taking care of me by herself? If my field trip is $150, I don't understand why you and my mom can't go half on it. If any any extracurricular activities I'm doing, I don't understand. If if my mom is paying for me to go on a three-day trip, I don't understand why... If my mom is putting me in piano lessons, I can't understand why when we have a piano recital, you can't buy the outfit for it. Like, I'm just not understanding. 
hey, I need money for something. Money don't grow on trees. Well, that's evidence, sir. Like, maybe get a job. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, please make it stop. Please. All these excuses of like why he couldn't do things. And I never ever put that on like obviously you guys or my siblings. But it just makes it hard with certain things to like growing up. I would never ask for your mom and dad to come to one of my shows because the thought process of being let down because they were attached to him was there. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Oh, okay. Like he would tell me my eighth grade graduation, nigga did not show up. I don't know why. I'm not gonna ask no questions. I'm done. But you had the opportunity to come. And it when people say like your child will grow up and realize who the problem parent was, I seen it. <laughs> I seen it. <laughs> I seen and, it and as what's, an adult. Once you figure it out, you're just like, okay, so maybe I wasn't wrong this whole time. Right. <laughs> So it was just like, I'm good off all y'all. I'm finished. Finito. I'm finished. Like, I'm good. But there was a point in life where, I think it was Instagram, where you reached out to me and was like, hi, <laughs> remember me? I'm your cousin. And I was like, <laughs> honestly, I was like, oh, fuck. What the hell? Like, <laughs> this is about- Cause it was in that time period where I was trying to make amends and like, be there for my siblings and the other family members and it was just going left field like I remember I ain't gonna say no names I remember it was like oh you have your own job my own job and I'm like bro huh like what and then I was asked for money like right after like why are you asking me for money and I'm 18 years old <laughs> it became a thing consistently of like money and money and money and money. I don't have it. I'm 18. And I was like, I'm done. I'm cutting everybody off. I don't have time for you. <laughs> and then a few weeks later, what the hell? here you come. And I'm like, uh oh. This may be a. <laughs> this may be scary. Like, I don't know if this is going to be genuine. And then when I realized that our bond was genuine, here come the rest of the like. Here comes this cousin, and here's this one. And then it was just like, we should... I talked to Michelle, and we should all hang out. Okay, well, let me know what works for y'all. Crickets. But then here's Michelle like, hey, girl, how you doing? How did you do that? da 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 I'm working on this project. What you got going on? And it just was like, okay, I'm coming to Connecticut. I'm going to pull up on you. Great. She got here, pulled up on me. Everybody else would be like, I'm going to come see you. I feel like it was definitely... it was definitely a little bit scary and like you said like just reconnecting after all that time was like all right I know you're the same person but we never got to experience each other's actual personalities like we knew each other but it wasn't experiencing life together right and i think what helped um at least in my brain was just like because we weren't in the same state anymore was just like okay i know that i can 
rekindle our relationship because she's she's alive like if I go to Connecticut then I can see her (laughs) you know and just knowing that everybody kind of dispersed after a while with just moving and not really knowing who was where um just kind of made it difficult to feel like we could talk to each other again um but yeah knowing that you were doing good shit that I was like aiming toward because I think at that time was when I had just graduated high school and I'm like it was a little bit before it was a little bit was before, it actually. I was still in school I have pictures of you for prom <laughs> wowie was it yes with that it was like I come from like my mom's side of the family and more so my grandmother's side than my grandfather's side very musically inclined like these men oh yeah it's <laughs> like ins and out um but there were things that I would discover about myself like eczema they ain't had that girl <laughs> so I'm like okay like I'm musically inclined for real for real like I could sit down I'm, I'm one of the motherfuckers I could I could write you out the song every good boy this fine is on the line faces in the space you playing bass clef like, like I know that and when I would be around, like, interacting, hear the stories of my uncles and they're from the South, from my grandmother's side of the family, it was like, that makes sense. But, like, they don't know it on that level. So how am I catching it like that? Yeah. My dad's also, that side of the family also has some sort of musical tie. When it came to my skin, I have, I would have eczema really bad in the folds of my arm. And the back of, of one of my knees. And I would look at my other cousins and shit from my mom, my, my mom's side of the family, and they would be perfectly fine. What is wrong with my skin? <laughs> yeah, why are we like, like <laughs> I still have it on my face right here, like on my chin area. I used to have it on my arms a little bit, but girl, all year round, like <laughs> leave me alone. And I would be like, what the fuck is going on with me? And lo and behold, it got it from my dad's side. But it took me having conversations with you of like us just trying to get to know each other and figure things out of like, oh, that's a Gary thing. Unfortunately. (laughs) Some of the things of the Gary's I knew because my cousin Jason is my cousin on both sides of the family. So Jason's mom and my mom are sisters and Jason's dad and my dad are brothers. So it was like, I got it double time. But there are things that both of us, like, he has a really good relationship with his dad, but he doesn't know much of the Gary side of things because of their lineage and things that happen between their parents and stuff like that. But, like, there would be certain things that Jason, me and Jason could sing our asses off. We could sing our asses off. And it's like, is that a Gary thing? Is that a Howard thing? Mm. It's both. But I would only be able to see certain shit with that with Jason. But it was still a. I know that from my mom. Mm. That's my mom's side of the family. I couldn't see certain shit that was going on with y'all. So now that I'm like, damn, like when it goes to how we treat people in relationships, I didn't see that on my mom's side. (laughs) But then you got the Gary demon that just sneak up on you. I didn't know what the hell that was. The Gary Demon, like, let's talk about that because oh. it's 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 very true. And I will say, my mom, they have a whole different, like, the Boykin blood, as we call it. 
Mm-hmm. The Boykin blood is quite poisonous. Like, <laughs> there's, there's a double whammy there because we always talk about <laughs> the dragger in us from our dads. But it's a whole different type of not give a fuck from my mom. Like, <laughs> I have the best, worst blend on the planet. And as far as how everyone interacts with each other, like my mom's side, they, they're definitely, like the older family members, they're all more clingy, like, to each other. They, they all just kind of know everything, and it's awkward because, like, they actually had a family growing up. Like, they right. had each other. <laughs> um, I was like, they... I know of two moms, I want to say, between all of them. My mom has nine siblings. So she was the last child. So she's number 10. Um, And, like, they all recall growing up and, like, their family relationship experiences and tying into the uh the music part they're actually quite musical like everybody for the most part can sing like my remember mostly my uncles they were in groups and stuff like that my pop-up was in groups um he used to do videography so that was kind of cool for me because i like that and i was like oh okay let me find out right <laughs> um but yeah like comparing comparing how we grew up with the Gary side of our family is like where where did you guys' parents and everyone kind of like drop the ball as far as raising a family because well I I can say of what I was told and I was told from a third party source Mm. what I mean by a third party source is not someone from the Dawkins Howard family and not someone from the Gary family this is a third party source who has known (laughs) business this individual this third party source we gonna call her Sandra Sandra okay (laughs) Sandra is a reliable source like this be coming with receipts Ooh. type shit this was on the block like <laughs> this is what it is the lack of family dynamic was because there was no family to start with it wasn't a relationship that started this relationship so it wasn't like a boyfriend and a girlfriend who was together and they started a family and then they got married there was some sneaky linkage happening somewhere <laughs> Take me now, Lord. Take me now. <laughs> but it's like when I learn things like that, it makes sense to me. Yes. <laughs> because it goes back to generational curses. So yep. this they say that they don't have a dad for whatever reason, and I don't know. I, I everyone just appeared on the planet. Right. <laughs> for everyone is for not having the same man as a dad is makes no sense. Like, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it wasn't. But, like, that if should that be true, 
I, I'm compelled to believe that it's true because um, news reporter Sandra has never given me a piece of, of information that has been false <laughs> um, revealed itself yet. I feel like this situation, the reason why I can't, I haven't been able to find concrete evidence is because it wasn't a conversation I had with her until people had passed away mm. and I have no one to truly ask. Um, but the information that she came with and the names that she came with, some of those people are still alive. But now, it's, am I crossing the line to ask that question? Do I go to this 80-year-old woman and be like, hey, sister 80-year-old. Yes. Um, did she mourn your family? Like, <laughs> what she say when she came in there? <laughs> Do you remember the time and dates? Right. right. <laughs> Is that crossing the line? Am I in... in I'm very big on that because it's like you gone 25 years without the answers. <laughs> That's 25. a long time. I also don't know what that would be like on the receiving end for her. For me to be like, hey, she stole your man from you and like, what happened there? How does that, as an 80 year old, she might have a stroke after that conversation and may die of a broken heart. Like, do I really want to take responsibility for that? Do I really? But I don't know. But stuff like that's tricky because it's not just like also, oh. it also starts the generational curse mm-hmm. it's like a whole fucking that's a a, whole, a void <laughs> and like knowing that there's things that are never gonna be exposed because those people passed away you never know what you're actually gonna know right because <laughs> they might tell you something and just be like, yep, that's what happened. <laughs> and they know that they were just told, yeah, if anyone asks you to say that, because I have a lot of that, like on my mom's side of the family, as soon as you ask a question, if you ask my grandfather, he'll give you a certain face that's just like... <laughs> the black people face. <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, so now what do you have to say? Right. And like, if my mom says something... She'll be like, well, he, like everybody just, the, the volume gets so low. And they're like, oh, well, they told me that. Something, something, something. And I'm just like, so nobody's going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can spill the tea, but we're not discussing this. And this well, is, okay, and we need to know. Let me explain <laughs> the prime example of, of spilling the tea with certain things. Uh, there is, my dad has a dead child. No one wants to talk about this this child. Why? Because oh, it's, it's sad. I got his name. I got his name tatted on me. That's my son. Huh? What the fuck happened? Yeah. And where that woman go? Because how did she get pregnant, have a kid, and then my mom has a kid too, and we damn very close in age? It, it's not. Yeah. What happened? What was you telling my mom? But what wasn't you telling her? This also an alleged. There's a girl. I seen her, and I remember my mom and her mom talking. And it's an alleged child. But my dad, I guess, won't, I don't know what he won't or is not gonna do. The girl looked just like us. Now, the reason why that's scary is because I look just like my mom, but I look just like you. How? Like, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> so for her, she, my mom got no kids out here. So for my mom not to have no outside kids and she look just like us with eczema too, who 
Who kid is you? <laughs> That's but so creepy. I'm supposed to just keep my mouth shut. No. We got it's... aunts who, who had heart attacks and strokes and shit, like high blood pressure and shit like that in our family. And we that is... Even... <laughs> huh? I feel like we only really talked about those things once. Like, once people started ending up in the hospital because of it and, like, dying was when they'd be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this person and this person and this person, they got the same thing. Right. They got, like, okay, like, cancer on my mom's side is apparently a thing. Like, my aunt passed away recently from that. Excuse me. Um, And then (laughs) my cousin's dad... His sister died of cancer. Like, she was the first one that I remember dying of cancer. So it's like, that's a concern. While, yes, for me, because that's my mom's sister, but for my cousins, like, y'all have two bloodlines <laughs> with cancer. Right. Like, my younger brother, well, you know my younger brother, of course, Malachi, he, when he was about, I want to say he was probably like 13 or something like that. He actually had to go get breast cancer surgery. Like, he had (laughs) some cancer in him. And that was scary. Like, I honestly just didn't know how to react because I'm like, damn. Like, my brother has a cancerous thing in his body. Like, this is something that can also happen to me. Um, And growing up, I remember my mom used to always be like, you know, like, make sure you're checking your boobies. Like, make sure you don't right. feel anything unusual. And I remember one time I did, and they said it was it was a scar tissue because, like, I just was a really rough kid, like, playing football and stuff like that. And I was scared because I thought I had cancer. Right. <laughs> it's like, stuff like that, especially with health, like, we need to know these things because if something were to come up, and it's just some random crap that that happened 50 years ago like (laughs) no one's gonna say how this happened like we're still connected to this i'm just like bro what but they don't ever want to talk about it it's like i don't understand why y'all don't want to talk about it it's not a secret that we have high blood pressure on the side (laughs) it's not a secret bro but again that's also something that's like for me is that a Gary thing or is that a black people parenting thing? And I, I feel think like a combination. I've had a better relationship with my Gary side of the family. I could tell when it's something that's like, like I would be able to just navigate it more. I could tell when I truly have an attitude and I'm passionate with something over having anger issues and knowing when where that's stemming from I'll I'll, I'll, send the block through the front window shield like (laughs) (laughs) everything's broken was that that anger issues or was that my Gary demon coming out the world may never know they won't because you know black people cover stuff up and they'd rather make it just a oh you better stop acting like that <laughs> <laughs> yo black parents 
Baik. <laughs> That's a spirit. <laughs> yeah, like Nigga, what? Like, <laughs> leave her alone. Like, <laughs> that's not a demon. I just had demon, but it's like I'm stuff like that. It's always... I I truly wish that like black families were more so open than they are. Cause if they if our family would have been straight up about certain shit. We wouldn't feel, we wouldn't have felt isolated. And here I am, you know, 25 years old, still feeling somewhat isolated because I truly don't know what happened. And I did like, hey, uh, well, kid, if your your father's kid said he doesn't have any high blood pressure things on his side of the family. What about you? We seen what you said about your mom's side of the family, but what about your dad's? Well, I don't know. My baby is born with high blood pressure. Like, I just don't know. That's the baby I'm is like. ill. Right. Like, <laughs> things that happen, just like, what? Black father really stepped up to the blue. Clearly, all of them had it, but like, clearly there's a line of, of it's a pattern here. Their dad wasn't there for them as best as he could, but he was there. Then you have these brothers who, like, there's one that makes the effort and who's doing the work, but then there's one that's not. Because I didn't have the example. Now you are the example of what's not to be. And you have children out here who's hurting. And I have, I don't know how many siblings I have from my dad's side, but the ones that I do know of, they there's still some that don't have his support. How you live in a house with one kid and do absolutely everything for one kid, but the rest of your kids are here? Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. That's the most I've seen him, like, do things ever. It's, hurt. it's hurtful. How you did for him, but you wasn't there for me. And I get it. If who you are, if who you are today is not the same individual that you were then, why is it that... Obviously, I don't want to live in a house with you now. I'm grown. I don't care about that. But you could still show up for me. And that that means more than trying to just be like, oh, well, you're grown now. Like, if you care right. enough, if you care enough for the newest child you have to be present and to be mindful of how you are treating them, then there's absolutely no reason why you, like you said, like, show up now. Like, make it evident and be consistent with the fact that you want to be present for me now. And there's just no consistency. And he be just popping up random places and be, oh, you ain't call me. Sir. Nigga, you ain't call me <laughs> There's this level of like, when you see me, you just want me to drop everything and just, oh, my daddy's home. Sir, fuck you. There's, there's no foundation with that. Yeah, but it's also like it, it's bigger than us. Why is it that the light skinned children and your light skinned children were treated one way with you, but then your light skinned nephews are getting treated differently with your mother? I mean, what was the discord? We're all her grandkids. Yes. Why? Why were we treated differently? Why I didn't have a bike over there? Why is it that if we now listen? I come, my grandmother, <laughs> my grandmother grew up poor. 
You motherfuckers shared a rag doll. We couldn't share the bike? No, because it was so hers. Like, but like, it was, it was hers. Oh, I just hate it. <laughs> I hate it. That wasn't this, our place. And I'm not, when I say this, I'm not trying to be rude. When I say this, I'm not being rude. I'm not being messy or anything. But y'all put her on a pedestal. And look at her now. Look at her now. Sips my water. My cup is empty. I had tea. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's you hurtful. Her you didn't support us the way we needed to be supported. Still not getting the support. Mainly because she did, but like. But even leading up to that, like I said, she never was around to do shit. Like, Holiday, like after we moved and came out for holidays, and my mom would be like, "Okay, we're going to this place, this place, this place. We're going to Gma's house," and I'd be like, "Oh, going to Gma's house." Like I didn't, I can't say that she ever like did anything to me specifically, but I feel like she always kind of gave me this energy of like, "You're the girl, so like you're kind of not the best person." Um, like I didn't feel support from her really like it was never really a connection with her just to be like okay you're my grandma and I'm your grandchild and I'm here with my siblings because you're our grandma <laughs> and like you don't do nothing you don't come to stuff like I don't even remember if she ever came to holiday stuff Oh, she came down here one time when we first moved. She did. And that was the only time. And she was just going. This woman lived less than a mile away from me and I've never seen her. Are you kidding? (laughs) Never. Wow. Never. Never. And the one time I did see her is when she was working at ShopRite. And I was in her line. I purposely went to the line. And she was just looking <laughs> at me. She was like, hi, welcome to ShopRite. How are you? You don't even realize I'm your granddaughter? And I didn't correct her. Okay. And then when I walked out of the line, I like I was with one of my friends, which the friend that I was with knew the tea, knew why we were going in the line and everything. And she was like, did you find everything okay? Just checking us out. Boop, boop. <laughs> Not <Right>. my grandmother. <laughs> right. <laughs> My, the friend I was with was very like just she don't give a fuck about her elders or anything and she was like oh this bitch is serious and I was like oh girl <laughs> 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 alright I, I, I hear you mm-hmm. and then when she gave me the change is when me and her made like actual like straight up eye contact and I put my hand out for my change and I dropped it in there. And then she, there was a the car attendant, knew me. And he was like, Naomi, gave me a hug. And he was like, I haven't seen you in so long. Like, how's everybody doing? And that's when she started to look over her shoulder like, oh, fuck. I fucked up. But even in that moment, there was no, ex- like, she didn't extend herself and be like. And be like, I thought that was you. Right. And my friend is, like I said, super blunt. 
was like, you see the old broad over there? That's the grandmother, grandmother ain't saying blah, 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 blah. And then it also became a part of me where I was like, I just need to, I didn't tell myself, I just need to stop trying to pursue a relationship with these people. Mm. I am the child. Even now that I'm grown, I am the child. Y'all should be reaching out to make sure that I'm good. You should be righting your wrongs. The fact that you 60 plus years old and can't, and can't seem to come to me and say, I'm sorry for not being there. I'm not going to continuously expect y'all to come to me and, and make that. I, I'm not going to you. I didn't wrong you. I was innocent. I was a child in this situation. If y'all had an issue with how my mom was raising me, then be a part of be a part of my life so that you can have say. Mm-hmm. And it's just that dynamic in the black community. I want to stop. Fathers need to reach out to their children, and for those of you who are deadbeat mothers, you need to reach out to your children. Like it's not our job to create this safe space for y'all. And when the, when the safe space is created and you're not included in it, don't expect for us to now adjust that safe space to give you some space in here. No. You got to be accountable. <laughs> be accountable. Because if you're not doing the things that allow you to be supported, you can't be. <laughs> You've got to put in some kind of effort. And recognize where you're wrong. But my advice to people who grew up kind of like me and Michelle with our weird family dynamic and shit like that, mm-hmm. I will say, if you don't have the opportunity to do things on your own, um, like when you're younger, and the opportunity to do it, definitely don't think twice about doing it once you're... I knew from jump, like... Michelle ain't have nothing to do with the bullshit that was happening because she was just as confused as I was. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Do we believe? She was a child just like I was a child. Um, and even with the adults, those adults that are from questionable side of the family that reach out to you even consistently. Like, Uncle Michael was consistent. Hey, happy birthday. Tell I love her. It never stopped. Even if there wasn't a response in that moment, it never stopped. Those people, you you allow them to continue to show you who they are. Now, if they get weird along the way, that's between you and them and God. You handle how you handle it. But, like, mm-hmm. don't be... Hes- and even if you're the person on the, the end of reaching out, just do it. Do it. Take your time. And also, like, realizing... The privilege that you have with certain family members because me and Michelle felt isolated and like we didn't belong but if we reach out to and I will never do this because I realize the elevator don't go to the top but like if you're the person that was that was privileged in the, in the situation I don't want you to apologize for being who you were but be understanding and open and open enough to hear our trauma mm-hmm. because you got that attention you got the bikes you got the happy meal and you may even got cream of wheat that tastes good while mine was gross but like understand that how they treated you affected how they didn't treat us and it affected us in depth and that's my two bits of advice do you have advice before we end um i definitely agree with everything you just said like if there was no like solidified issue between you and someone or a group of people like she said like if you have the luxury to reach out 
wholeheartedly and just being who you are to be like, hey, I want to talk to you or do you have any information on this matter? Because sometimes even if you didn't have a relationship, like if you knew who that person was or they were involved in something that might have been, you know, the less fruitful side of it, just talk to them. (laughs) You never know if they're going to be welcoming. And if they're not, throw it in the trash like <laughs> we can try you know, but person, if a person's not welcoming of them they have to be you mm-hmm. I'm not so surprising that you could never you get there are people and never ever get in a yep. in the word car trauma it has nothing to do with you they are coming out yet you may have don't take it personally. Oh, here we come from. You can get it. You can There was a family friend of ours that I think she passed last year and like right when she was kind of in like her last months they ran some tests and found all this stuff and my mother was like did you know? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like (laughs) yes she was pretty much just like, well, I knew about this, 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 and this, and this, but I figured it was just, you know, it, it, was, <laughs> it was just in my, like, blood. Like, right, literally cancer. Like, she had so much going wrong. And it was just like, girl, if you would have, if you would have gotten half of that taken care of, it would not have progressed to be your last days. Like, you would have had some <laughs> extra time. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she just didn't care anymore. Like, she had lung cancer. Yeah, she was just like, let me go. Like, the last bit of what she had, lung cancer. They told her, stop smoking. She was smuggling her cigarettes into her little rehab center. <laughs> Hiding them. <laughs> Chain smoking, like girl, you just ready to leave us, huh? But yeah, take care of yourselves, guys. (laughs) Well, it was a pleasure. Oh, as always, same to you. (laughs) Have fun. (laughs) Toodle.